Hey, and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, and today, as we continue to walk through the Gospel of John, we're in John chapter 4, and yesterday we were introduced to this, this woman at the well. Uh, Jesus is at this well, and he is uh, he's waiting for his disciples to return from going to purchase food, and as he's there, a woman shows up in the middle of the day, and he asks her, he says, will you draw me some water? Will you give me some water? And and she's like, hey, you know, you're a, you're a Jewish man, I'm a Samaritan woman. What are you doing even talking to me, uh, let alone wanting to touch the vessel that I'm going to handle to, to receive this water? And Jesus, he says, you know, if you knew who I am, if you understood my identity, uh, it wouldn't be me asking you for regular old well water. It would be you asking me for living water that will well up into eternal life. And Jesus is He's uh, helping her understand little by little that he, he can give her salvation and in that, the Spirit of God dwelling in her. Well, their conversation continues and what we're going to find is Jesus, he's, he's going to reveal even more about himself. We're going to see him uh, claim his identity that, that he is in fact the Messiah. This is who Jesus is. And not only are we going to see that, we're going to see this interaction between him and, and her as she asks some questions about worship. We'll learn about worship. We'll learn about Jesus's identity. Let's jump in. We're going to be in John chapter 4, starting in verse 14. And Jesus said to her, go, call your husband and come here. This is in response to her wanting the, the living water that Jesus says he can offer her. Well, the woman, verse 17, answered him, I, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, you are right in saying, I, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands. And the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. Now, this is, this is a, a moment where the conversation, it, it changes really dramatically. Uh, all um, all appearances are lost with this woman. We already know she's there in the middle of the day, which is a little suspect. She's not doing it when all the other women women are gathering water. Why? Because she's she's probably got something to, she's ashamed of or something she's hiding. Well, here it is. Jesus, he knows. He knows she's had five husbands and she's with someone that she's not even married to right now. This is uh, this is scandalous. This is scandalous. She she is clearly not a, a person who's living a moral lifestyle. She said, I have no husband. Jesus said, I, I know. I know what's really going on. Verse 19, their conversation continues. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. What happens here? She, she's like, oh man, he knows what's really going on. Let me ask him a theological question to, to maybe distract from the lifestyle choices that I'm living. And uh, so he, she asks this question. Jesus responds, he says, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. He's saying there's coming a moment where, where you worship isn't the, the big issue. He says, you worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship him. There's so much here. It says, listen, the Father is seeking people who want to worship him and want to worship him in the way that he wants to be worshipped. I mean, we could spend a lot of time here. 
But we can spend a lot of time thinking about how does the Father want to be worshipped? He wants to be worshipped in spirit. This is with those who have the spirit dwelling in them, that spirit, that living water that dwells in them by faith to worship him in truth, reflecting his actual character, not not a made up persona for God. We we don't make God into our images. We don't don't worship him in ways that are meant to build an emotional response for us. Rather, we worship him based on who he is. Verse 24, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know the Messiah is coming. He who is called Christ, when he comes, he will tell us all things. She's like, like, I can show off a little bit. Like, let me just share a little bit more of my knowledge. I know that there's a Messiah coming. And look at Jesus' response. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. This is another moment where the conversation just shifts completely. He, he, he calls her out gently, not mean-spirited. He says, go get your husband. She says, I don't have a husband. He says, you're right. You've had five and you're with someone who's not your husband. And she says, oh, I'm dealing with someone who's a prophet. You know things that supernaturally. Let me ask you a theological question. And then he he doesn't even give her an answer to that that she's looking for. He says, let's talk about who the, the father is. The father is spirit and truth. And he's looking for those who worship him in this. And then she says, well, you know what? When we talk about worship, let's talk about the Messiah. And Jesus says, let's, let's, let's just make it really clear. The one you're talking about is in front of you right now now. Now, over and over again, as we've been in John for a few weeks, we have, we, we have landed on the, the, the reality that John is writing so that we will believe in the identity of Jesus. And right here, you have a moment where Jesus, he, he owns his identity fully. He says, I am the Messiah. I am the anointed one. I am the long expected one. The people that, or the person that Israel has been waiting for for a millennium. I am the one promised in Genesis 3.15 when there is a promise that the seed of the woman will crush the skull of the serpent of Satan. This is Jesus. He, he is the one descended in the line of Judah. He, he, is, he is the one who is following in the footsteps of David because he is the true king. This is the Messiah. And, and look at this. He, he is spending time with a Samaritan woman on outskirts of a little town asking her for water and then offering to her living water. I, I'm just... I really become amazed as I think about Jesus and his identity, who he is, the divine, eternal source of life, source of light, the creator. He is the Messiah. He is the only unique son of God. He is the perfect, sinless God, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And look at look at this. He's, he's hanging out with someone who most people in society would not even give a second glance to, offering her eternal life. Uh, brother, sister in Christ, maybe maybe skeptic watching this right now. Maybe someone who's, you're watching this because you're in a room full of other people who are watching it. And this is just something for you to listen to, but you haven't trusted in Jesus. Listen, no one is beyond the reach of Christ.
If you're willing to turn to him in faith, he will offer you this living water. He will be your Messiah. He will be your Savior. You can know the eternal Son of God. You can place your faith in, not in a man-made idea of who Jesus is, but in Jesus as the perfect sinless Son of God, the one who dies and is resurrected so that you can have eternal life. Can we just marvel at Jesus? Can we just thank him? Was, when this video comes to a conclusion, my, my encouragement to you is to take a moment and marvel that the one who, he needs nothing from you, the one who is perfectly content in heaven without coming and saving humanity, he, he has chosen to reveal himself to you. What a great truth. This truth is our ancient way for our modern day.